up to 70% off. That's right, at Court Furniture Clearance Center. Get up to 70% off new retail prices and choose from a wide variety of previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. All items are court certified, guaranteed, and in stock, ready for delivery or to take home today. Make the smart choice and visit one of our five locations in the DMV or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off. Welcome to the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast with Matthew Sardo. Take your sticky paws off me, you damn dirty ass. <laughs> Holy sh! They're actually monkeys fighting robots! You can follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots and on Instagram at monkeys fighting robots. Make sure to download and review our podcast from iTunes and Stitcher. And now, here's your host, Matt. Welcome to the 23rd episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. How's your hump day going? I always want to bring you interesting people on this show. Our next guest is a writing machine. Having worked on Comedy Central, MTV, Ellen, Playboy, IFC, Epic Mealtime, CBS, Vice, Mandatory, Relevant, and IGN, just to name a few. Rob Fee is also a passionate sports fan that makes fun of Eli Manning and the Patriots any chance he can get. Rob, welcome to the show. Oh, man, no problem at all. No problem. How I discovered you was a weird path on the internet. I saw that Kylie Jenner was talking about chemtrails, and I laughed. <laughs> right, right. And I clicked on the article, and I saw your tweet about a Kylie Jenner TED Talk, and I laughed some more, and then I clicked on your Twitter profile, and then I saw that you were into digital media, and I was like, this guy's really interesting, and I would like to talk to him more. Well, most of the people I know have met me because of Kylie Jenner and some sort of conspiracy theory involving the government trying to control the population with chemicals from airplanes. So I get it all the time. Are you for or against on the chemtrail uh, conspiracy? Oh, God, <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. I mean, of all, do you know how many people would have to be involved in that? Like the baggage handlers at Southwest would have to be involved in this. It's, it's the most idiotic conspiracy theory, and that is a huge accomplishment. Can you give the audience a short background on yourself? Um, sure. I uh, do a little bit of writing for uh, internet, TV, right, for a few TV shows, websites, magazines. And then I spend the rest of my time asking celebrities about conspiracy theories on the internet. Was the Kylie Jenner, inter uh, the Kylie Jenner inc incident your weirdest experience on social media? I did a thing a few years ago where I made an OkCupid okay profile of uh, an attractive, not crazy attractive, but like, oh, she's cute, girl. Um, but I made her profile a complete idiot. I mean, she was racist. She was um, just overall horrible. May have been hooking up with her brother and cousin. Um because I wanted to see if guys would, you know, would obviously they would connect with her because she was attractive, 
but if they would keep going at it, if she was terrible, and they 100% went for it. I mean, one guy was going to pay her. She said for $30, um, she would have her mom drive her to his house and hook up with him while she waited in the car. And he's like, do you want the address? If I give you $10 more, will you do more stuff? And so, I mean, it was, I think the responses from that were the weirdest. I don't know. I also uh, made a Tinder profile for, do you remember that movie Monster? Yes. With Charlie Sand? Um, You know, what's the serial killer's woman that she portrayed? Eileen Walrose or whatever her name was. I made a Tinder profile for her and got a lot of guys hitting on it, too. So um, there's been some weird stuff. I traveled down some weird paths of the Internet. (laughs) So you like doing the social experimenting on the Internet. That's what you like. That's what you enjoy doing. What I mean, I've I've done a little bit of everything. I did a thing a couple months ago to where I went to WrestleMania for the first time, and uh, I took shrooms for the first time at it, and wrote about that. Um, That's that got to be the worst I, place to try shrooms for the first time. That's what I that's what I thought. I, I think that's why they like the idea because it is a terrible idea in every sense of the word. My friends were just texting me about it because apparently while I was on it, Pat Patterson, I don't know how much you know about wrestling, but Pat Patterson is this sweet old man who's worked in wrestling for 50, 60 years. And for some reason, every time he would come out, I would be like, I hate you, Pat Patterson. Like, (laughs) I would just berate Pat Patterson. And none of my friends that were with me knew I was on shrooms at the time. And they were just like, why does he hate him so much? What did did Pat Patterson ever do? And I still don't know why. Um, but apparently on shrooms, I hate Pat Patterson. Where can people find this article? Uh, that one's on Playboy, on uh, on Playboy's digital site, which doesn't have nudity on it, so you're safe. You can, <laughs> you can go through it and not worry about getting a divorce. I know that I did get lost on like their video section where it was like, Watch a girl ride a mechanical bull in a skirt. And I was like, damn it. I was like, <laughs> well, how am I not going to watch that? Obviously, I have to watch that. All right. So we established that you write for Playboy. You write a step-by-step guide to being the most obnoxious sports fan in the world. What city has the worst sports fans? Oh, God. Well, I don't know if it's a city. But it's teams more than anything. I mean, the Yankees have the worst fans ever. And the Patriots. Oh, my God. New England fans that live in New England are bad enough. But the New England fans that live in other cities and are just like, this team's winning. I'm going to be, I'm going to like them. They're the worst. Like when Brady got busted cheating, instead of saying, oh, that's unfortunate that our team is dirty, horrible cheaters, they're like, Look at the rings. We got the rings, which is, I mean, that's like Lance Armstrong riding a motorcycle, you know, on a race and then being like, who cares? He won. It's just, they're they're the worst. They're the worst. For me, it's the Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagle fans and St. Louis Cardinals fans. Those are the two fan groups that I do not like the most. Now, who, who are your favorite teams? 
Uh, I feel like that has a lot to do. Yes, with. it does. I grew up in uh, I grew up in upstate New York, so I'm like a Mets fan and I'm a Bears fan, and I lived in Chicago, so I'm all confused. But bar- I bartended in Giordano's in downtown Chicago, and all the opposing teams came into to play the Cubs or play the Bears or whatever team they were right, playing, right, and right. they ate at my bar. And I know who the cheapest fans are. Um, I know that I know that USC fathers have the best looking daughters. You know, when, that's, I've established that, that that's the best looking fans out there is USC. So. That's a great statistic to know. <laughs> I, I think my personal least favorite is, is Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I, I've been a Cincinnati Bengals fan my whole life. And uh, I hate everything about Pittsburgh. I would, I would cheer for a disease in a loved one's body before I would cheer for the Pittsburgh Steelers in anything. I would cheer for ISIS over the Steelers. So how are the Bengals going to be this year? Are they going to do something? Are they going to win a playoff game? No, I don't know. They, they're going to get my hopes up like every year. And I'm going to say, this is it. This is the year. And then it's going to fall apart. It's tough. That's my what look- happens every year. My little brother is, is is a Bengals fan. I don't know how that happened. I think it was because of Madden. He ended up playing the game as a little kid, and he's like, I like the Bengals. And then he's always been a Bengals fan since then, and he, we've gone to tons of games, and I've seen the Bears get shellacked down in Cincinnati. So, uh, right. you know, but the Bengals just need to win in the playoffs. I know, I know. And it's, it's tough to, to be mad at a team that makes the playoffs every year in a tough division. But it's just like it's right there. It's the worst. What do you? And we don't just lose; we fall up. I mean, we crumble to pieces. Yeah, that's that's got to be tough as a fan. You're like, "Yay, we're here!" And then you're like, "We're gonna get destroyed right away." Right. Right. <laughs> David Letterman's last show was two weeks ago. Do you have Do you have any good moments from the David Letterman show, or did he influence your direction of where you went? I, I loved Letterman growing up. Uh, I mean, I, I was I was young when I would watch it, and, and I probably got 25% of the jokes. But I, I, he and Conan were just the ones that I adored growing up. And so, I, I mean, I hadn't watched it in a while, but, you know, it, it just it feels so weird with all these, you know, staples that, that you're used to always being there no longer being there. I, I guess it's how, like when, you know, when old people and uh, like when my parents talk about, oh, so-and-so died. And I'm like, you haven't seen that person in 30 years. And they're like, yeah, but still, you know what I mean? It's like just the idea of them not being there anymore is just so surreal. It's going to be an interesting time. And I am kind of excited for the new blood to come into late night and Hopefully, with social media and all the different outlets you have now, there'll be kind of a resurgence of the late night, and you'll kind of have that water cooler conversation about the skits and everything. Is that something you're looking forward to as well? Yeah, I um, I have some mixed feelings on it. I mean, I I get the you know making everything to be like a like a BuzzFeed headline or you know wanting to it to go viral, but. I, I don't know. I, I don't like, I, I miss when stuff was just funny for the sake of being funny and not, oh, oh, look, we got the cast of Blossom playing Hollywood Squares. Isn't this crazy? Remember this? 
you know, I, I don't know. I, I, it, it all feels like it's maybe I'm just getting old and it's not directed towards me anymore, but a, a lot of it just feels like it's geared towards that Buzzfeed clickbait, you know, denominator. And then I'm just getting left behind. I'm analog in a digital age. <laughs> Who is the person that you saw or read that made you want to be a writer, comedian? Uh, Norm MacDonald. I adore Norm MacDonald. I, I think he's, everything he does is perfect. And, and just, I mean, his, his roast of Bob Saget is my favorite piece of comedy ever. And if you haven't seen it, you have to look it up on YouTube. It's, it's perfect. And um, even like, I mean, he had that terrible... TV series that Stan Hooper show. And I mean, the ratings were awful. He got canceled within a few episodes, but they asked him, you know, why he was doing the normal sitcom. And his plan was he wanted to do it really normal for the first season. And then on the season finale, out of nowhere, a drifter comes in town and murders his wife. <laughs> <laughs> like no reason no explanation. Nothing has led up to this. Just she gets murdered. <laughs> and I love that he just, I, he doesn't care. I mean, he, he does things in a completely different way than everybody else. It's wonderful. I remember being a kid and watching that show, and I, I love him as well. I think he's hilarious. Uh, the Jarai wit is just down there. I remember watching the show going, I want to be this guy because it doesn't look like He's trying or working at all. Like everybody else right, is acting right. around him, and he's just going to sit there and be like, "I'm going to say something. You're going to laugh." He's and there, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Is there anybody today that's impressing you with their comedic wit? Oh my gosh, there's so many people. I mean, I couldn't begin to name it. Um, the internet's been as much garbage as it creates. It's also given a lot of very funny people platforms. I mean, Broad City wouldn't be on if it weren't for the internet, and that show is is masterful. Um, gosh, yeah, there's so many funny people. I, I couldn't even begin to name them all. Who's the Who's the one person we should be following on Twitter besides you? Oh, geez. I mean, you really can't go wrong following me, um, <laughs> and I don't think I could recommend me highly enough um i really like bridger weingar his his username is uh bridger b-r-i-d-g-e-r underscore w and he's just it's it's not your regular run-of-the-mill jokes like he has one that says um if you're at an atm a good way to let the person in front of you know that you're not a threat is by gently kissing them on the neck and just all these little weird jokes like that, that are so great. And, and uh, Brian Gar is very funny. I love his stuff. He has a lot. He, he's had some clearly had some bad relationships and he does great jokes about it. He has one that says uh, relationships are like marathons, which are also stupid. Um, <laughs> And then another one that says, oh, gosh, oh, relationships are mostly just you apologizing for saying something hilarious, <laughs> which is one of my favorite jokes because it's insanely accurate. 
Yeah, I get in trouble all the time when I think I'm really funny with my wife. Whenever I think I've nailed it, I'm definitely in trouble. He has one that says, if two people are arguing and one of them says, you know what? That argument is about to get awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Like, these are so funny because you know they're from real-life experiences. What advice do you have for people interested in writing for television? Um, I, I, I'm probably the worst person to ask because I, the way I've gone about things is, is probably not the sensible or traditional route to go. Um, I, I would say write anywhere and everywhere you can. If, if a website accepts submissions, write for it. A lot of people I think expect, they think I'm funny. You know what? I'll get a writing job. And, you know, they don't realize there's a lot of people trying to get those jobs. So what separates you from everybody else? What are you offering that nobody else does? Um, So I think the best advice I would have is, you know, have your own voice, be funny, work harder than anybody else. If they say we need this by Friday, get it to them on Wednesday. Um, I like if I'm submitting for something, I want them to see that not only can I be as funny, if not funnier than anybody else, I can do it quicker than them too. So I, I think that's that's probably the best thing I could think of. In closing, if you were to star in a buddy cop film, who would be your partner and why? Who would I want or who would make the most sense? I would get stuck with like a Danny DeVito in just the most terrible direct-to-video movie possible. But if I'm going by like who I would want, I mean, I don't want to get somebody too attractive because then I would look like the ugly sidekick. I'm going to go with Danny DeVito because that way they're going to look at him and be like, oh, clearly he's not the the heartthrob in this. And so I would get those slow-motion exploding shots you know what i mean like my hair whipping coming out of a pool and things like that i'm i'm gonna go with danny devito rob I feel like i feel like you could sex me up a little bit make me look a little hotter <laughs> rob thank you so much for your time oh man no problem at all that was rob fee look for his work on playboy and definitely follow him on twitter at r-o-b-f-e-e Hey, Matt, we survived another episode. Oh, no! Once again, there are several ways to continue the conversation after the show. Follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots. You can look at our silly photos on Instagram at monkeys fighting robots. You can follow me on Twitter at Matthew Sardo. The biggest compliment we receive is when the subscriber number goes up on SoundCloud. Just click the button. Also, if you have a chance rate our show on iTunes. If you have an Android device, listen to the show on Stitcher. There's also this great app called TuneIn. Listen to every radio station in the universe, plus the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast. Okay, Lunchbox, let's try this again. There are so many people that made the 23rd episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots a success! Oh my god! Special thanks to Rob Fee for calling the Monkeys Fighting Robots hotline. Jeff Shade is the creator of our amazing intros and outros. Jessica Wynn designed the Monkeys Fighting Robots logo. Are you a monkey? Are you a robot? The staff at Visual Realm built our website and keeps us up and running. 
To all my friends, family, and the interwebs, thank you for joining us for this episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-Mobile to learn more or visit a store today. 